we present another episode of your own serial, Castlewick Light. Beth has had a row with Clive, as she doesn't want to lose her husband, Jeremy. Everyone in Castlewick is awaiting the bishop's decision on Geoffrey Marsh, the vicar, whose behaviour has been less than discreet. John Goff is considering turning his shop into a supermarket in the face of increasing competition, whilst awaiting the arrival of his rich brother Richard from Canada. Not often we see you in here, Beth. Keeping an eye on Jeremy. That's right. Though he seems to be in the cellar. Oh, I'm with you. Your husband's doing a mighty fine job. Take to it like a cook to water. Evening, John, Alice. What are you having, Alice? Oh, just a tomato juice, thanks. What's the sauce? Just a splash, please, Marge. Mm. Oh, you might want something stronger. Get yourself 45 tomatoes at the church. What's this, the parish council? What we've all been waiting for. So it's Jeffrey Marsh's night of reckoning. More like the night of the long nights. <laughs> so it'll be. When did you last see your father? John, John, that's not kind. Actually, I'm not going. I couldn't look that man in the eye after what he did to our Murray. Yeah, well, I think you're probably right. Keep your face in, especially as the tabloid press are likely to be there. And the bishop, so they say. <laughs> I wonder if he'll pop in here for a stiffener first. Yeah. I say, do you suppose Jeffrey will actually turn up? Oh, I think so, Billy. I say he's planning to make a statement. Well, I hope he resigns. Can't do much else, can he? Either that or he'll be thrown out. Well, I wouldn't be too sure about that. There are quite a few people who want him to stay on. Ride out the storm, as you might say. But he's broken off the rules in the good book. No proof. That's what the bishop said. I get the feeling he'd like to blame my Mary. What a lot of rot. I reckon that bishop's probably just as bad himself. Well, from what I gather, there are one or two who prefer Jeffrey's jazzed-up services, aren't there? Well, no, never go myself. Nor do I, but from what I hear... Will Tom be there, Alice? No, no, he, he's got a meeting with Clive Blades. Well, I hope he doesn't get himself into something he'll regret. What's that you say, Beth? He thought you were part and parcel. Not anymore, I'm not. Oh. Right. Well, that's enough. I think my time. Billy, could you tell Jeremy I've gone back home to put his lunch in the oven? Right you are, Beth. Leave it to me. Be seeing you all. We'll have to have a chat sometimes, Beth. Good idea, Alice. I'll give you a call. Right. That's a funny thing, you know. I thought Clive and Beth were inseparable business partners. More than business, from what I've seen. Now, now, John. <laughs> You're becoming a royal gossip in your old age. Well, you'll certainly have a few yarns to tell that brother of yours. Oh, yes, brother Richard from Canada. When's he due to arrive? Not sure. Said he'd bring me. Quite honestly, I believe he's coming when I see him. Sorry, Richard. No, straight please, Mr. Blaze. And on the rocks. Oh, make it Clive. Clive it is. Well, this is sure some office. I thought estate agents were having a rough time. They are in Canada anyway. Well, things are a bit slow at present. But I've got one or two other irons in the fire. Uh-huh. Gee, quite something to be back in the old country again. I suppose it looks a bit different to when you were last here, eh? Sure thing. Twenty years is a mighty long time. Still, some things never change. Despite your efforts to drag the place into the 20th century, eh, Clive? What do you mean? 
How do you know? Oh, it's a pleasure to actually meet you after hearing so much about you. Oh, good Lord, is that why my ears were burning? Well, you know how it is. Brother John doesn't write often, but when he does, he mentions you now and again. Yes, and not too complimentary, I'll bet. No comment, as they say. The trouble is, the people around here are so damn set in their ways. Like my brother, you mean? Well, if I'm honest, then yes. You're darn right, in my opinion. He's aged a bit since his wife died, put on a good few pounds, and yet he's still running that tiny little corner shop. Well, there's one of the reasons why Carswick needs some fresh ideas, from people like yourself, with... With dog? With... with business sense. Business sense without dollars is like waffles without maple syrup. Yes, but you've got to know when and where to invest. And I suppose that's where I fit in. Look, do you think the health food scheme is, is viable, or, or just pie in the sky? It's a great idea, but have you got a market? Do you think there are enough cranks out there? Oh, there are plenty of cranks in Carswick, plus all the weekenders and seasonal trade. But not an attractive enough proposition to tend that girlfriend of yours. Can't remember if you brought me her name. Beth Halstead. Oh, give her time. I'm working on it. She doesn't know what she wants. She's not going to get away that easily. But for the time being, we're better off without her. We're better off? Jumping the gun a bit, aren't you, Clive? I haven't agreed to come in on this deal yet. Well, no, of course, but... But you are interested. Oh, sure thing. I'm interested, OK. I'm just using some of that business sense you were talking about. Well, at least come and look at the place I've got in mind. And before that, let me buy some lunch over at the light. Ah, now that's a proposition I will agree to. Beth! In the kitchen! Billy said there might be some lunch on offer. Just waiting for the rice to boil. Well, a sandwich will do. I'm never that hungry midday. Well, that's because you spend too much time nibbling bits and pieces behind the bar. Too many crisps and peanuts. It's about time you started eating properly. Christ! Look who's talking with all your gallivanting around, backwards and forwards to town. When do you give yourself time for a proper meal? Frankly, I think I eat too much. I've put on several pounds this last fortnight. Business lunches with clients, I should think. All the wrong sort of stuff. Those solicitor partners of yours ought to give you a break. They're going to. Come again. Starting next month, I'm going to do three days a week in town and then bring down work with me for the rest of the time. Ah, uh, so you'll be getting four days a week in Castlewick. Ah, uh, I think I can guess why. Jeremy, darling, don't stir things up. We've been through a lot together, much of which I, we, regret. True. As far as I'm concerned, my place is here, Lantern Cottage, with a husband whom I love very much. Really? Really. So sit yourself down, luncheon is served, and it's going to be good. Way to a man's heart, it's through his stomach. Something like that. <laughs> and I'll make a pot of tea. Well, I suppose it's too much to expect Ruth to arrive on time. She's probably caught up in the roadworks outside Stonebridge. More likely spending her time looking in antique shops so she can avoid spending too long with her parents. George, don't be horrid. Well, I'm willing to bet I'm right. Ruth never spends any real time with us. I mean, when did we last see her? It wasn't that long ago. Eight months ago, that's how long. Well, George, yes, but Ruth is very busy. No good making excuses for her, Eleanor. Ruth is a disappointment to us both of us, and that's all there is to it. Don't be so hard, George. I don't know what's got into you during the past few weeks. I'm fed up with being taken for granted. I dare say you'll feel better when they've got over tonight's meeting of the Parish Church Council. That has nothing whatever to do with it. If you ask me, you'd do well to keep clear of Dorothy Peggs in future. I'll get it. She does nothing but stir up trouble. Oh, who can this be? 
Peacock. Hello, Daddy. Is Mummy there? Good heaven, it's you, Ruth. But why on the phone? Sorry to get in touch so late. One hour and ten minutes late, to be precise. Oh, don't beef, Daddy, for God's sake. I took a corner too sharply and hit the pavement with my front wheel. Well, you should drive more carefully, shouldn't you? Uh, where are you speaking from? What's wrong, George? I'm at a garage in Birchdale. Where? You don't know. It's about 60 yeah, miles from Birchdale. Give me that Birdridge. phone, George. Hey, what? Oh, oh, damn it, Ruth. Your mother wants the phone. Thank you, George. I'm going to the bedroom to use the extension. Right. I'm willing to bet ten pounds to a penny she never gets here. Don't be awful, George. You see if I'm not right. Hello, darling. What's the trouble? Sorry, Mummy, but the car's broken down. I'm stuck at a garage in Birchdale. Where? Birchdale? But that's miles off the motorway. Not really. Only seven or eight. But what are you doing there? Well, you see, I wanted to get a rather nice little brass owl with from Darnley's in South Green. Where? Just a couple of miles further on from Birchdale. What's that noise? Have you got a cross line? Only me, dear. In the bedroom on the extension. You see, it was an antique. Ah! A brass, brass owl, you say? <laughs> cheap Indian rubbish. No, Daddy, it's not cheap and it's not Indian. Anyway, I was just driving back to the motorway when this stupid dog ran straight across the road. How awful! And when I swerved to avoid it, I just cannoned into the pavement, which bent my front wheel, burst the tyre, and has done something grisly to the track rods, whatever they are. At least that's what the garage says. And so? Well, that's it, really. Uh, uh, and what about the children? The what? Emma and James. Oh, they're not here. I'm on my own. What? Well, I thought you were bringing them to see us. Only James, dear. Emma's at school, isn't she, Ruth? So what about my grandson? Mind you, it's so long since I've seen him, that perhaps he's old enough to be at school, too. George. James is at nursery. Surely I told you he started this term. I don't think so. Well, she told me, George. So what are you going to do now, darling? Well, the garage says it will be at least three hours, so I think I'd better find a cafe or something in Birchdale. And then? Well, once it's done, I'm afraid I'll, ha I'll have to head back home. Aha! Uh -huh. You see, David's bringing some clients back to dinner this evening. Some clients, eh? Yes, Daddy. One of them's the director of some big American corporation. Sounds quite important. It is. They might be promoting some of our brands over there. Oh, well, you can't lose that chance now, can you? Well, no, especially as it might mean David going out to Florida for a few weeks to get things up and running. How lovely, Ruth, dear. Damned Americans! It's a tremendous opportunity for David, and of course, and of course I've always wanted to see Florida. Oh, you mean you're going to go as well? Yes, isn't it wonderful? It's always been an ambition of mine to go. What about the children? Sorry? I said, what about the children? Are they going too? And the dog? What are you going to do about him? Oh, oh no, I don't think they should be dragged out of school. They're too young to appreciate it anyway. No, this is what I wanted to talk to you I about. I know, dear. Your father and I can have them. Oh, Mummy, you're wonderful. That's just what I was going to ask. You're a real lifesaver. And it will only be for a few weeks. A few weeks? <laughs> what the blazes does that mean? And how the hell do they get to school? Well, Daddy, David and I thought you might like to come over to our place and stay. Oh, that would be a lovely break for your father. Uh, did you now? Uh, then you and young David had better think again. 
I've just uh, had about enough of your making use of your mother. Oh, no, George, it's not like that at all. It will make him... It will make a nice break for us both. It will probably break me, I can tell you. Look, Eleanor, if you're not prepared to speak out, then I am. Daddy, what on earth got into you? Oh, it's all right, Ruth, dear. He's just got a rather nasty meeting at the church this evening. That has nothing to do with it. Now, you listen, my girl. You're not being fair. You were supposed to be bringing Emma and James to see the grandparents. They've probably nearly forgotten by now. Instead, they've gone to school. And instead of coming to us as quickly as you could, you divert to a remote little village to buy antiques. And now you tell us a mother has to spend pounds on a shoulder of lamb which has been roasting all morning. And now you want us both to uproot ourselves and come and slave for your children and your dog for an indefinite period. Have you quite finished, Daddy? Almost. Just let me add that I think it's about time that husband of yours and you showed a little less selfishness. Your mother and I have feelings as well, you know. And we're getting older. Look, George, we don't have to worry. Well, I'm sorry if you feel like that, but of, but of course I quite understand that I'll have to make other arrangements for the children. I think you'd better. But, George! George! Well, there, there, there. But, George, I want to see my grandchildren. Oh, damn it! Oh, you reckon I'll stay for a few months, Richard? Depends, Tom. You better decide back this project Clive yourself are tied up in. Back then, Nonsense, Richard. That's news to me. Didn't you know where, John? Yeah, damn me to say you're wrapped up in Clive Plays. I met up in London before Richard came down here. What? How come? Nothing sinister, John. We both happen to be staying at the same hotel. But talking at the bar, then I fairly came from here and knew you. And then when he told me his name, I remembered you'd mentioned him in a letter. Quite a coincidence, really. Small world. You all right, Jets? Fine, Billy. Come on now, John. Let me get you a scotch. It's 20 years since we had a session together. Well, make it another pint of blades, then. Pint of blades coming up. Tom, you have a scotch with me? After all, we might be business partners soon. You're persuading me. And two scotches. Billy, make it three. Have one for yourself. Don't mind if I do. It's near the closing time. Gee. Oh, hello, Alice. How can you tell, Billy? Nobody wears shoes like our Alice. Tell the sound anywhere. Marvellous, eh? What are you doing here in this air, love? Thought you'd be filling out water bottles. You've run it wrong, Tom. Just thought you'd like to know. Know what? Well, I've just come from the parish council meeting. Father Marsh is residing. That's just about all he could do. But I thought you didn't want to face him. Oh, it's all right, Tom. He wasn't there in person. The bishop read out a prepared statement from Father Marsh. Well, at least that's made an end of the matter. Saints been chasing him into the village with a bolt on. Afraid not, Tom. Not an end of it, you mean? Afraid not. What do you mean? Well, in his statement, Father Marsh said he'd be taking legal action against Al Murray. Legal action against our little girl? Damn the man. On what grounds? Well, I didn't quite understand the wording of it, but something to do with clearing his name. Something about libel or slander. Or false defamation of character. Poor little Mary. So the poor lass isn't out of trouble yet. 